Welcome to Bothering the Band. My name is Ryan Bynack. With me, as always, is Abigail Ann Levy. And and I know I say this all the time, uh, but this episode is special. It's with Jay and Eon of the fantastic band Bedouin Sound Clash, who has, you know, shaped our life for a very long time. So this is a pure honor and it is so much fun. Ladies and gentlemen, Bothering the Band with Jay and Eon of Bedouin sound class. Welcome to Bothering the Band. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for doing this. My name is Ryan. This is Abby. Um, not to, you know, give you too big a head. We, we've been fans of yours for 20 years. It's it, This is a a dream come true. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank awesome. you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. And um, I'll do my best to kind of orchestrate, like address, you know, we got questions for both of you. We have some music questions. You can both chime in. Um, there are no rules on bothering the band. Um, you know, we were just uh, pro- proclaiming our love of Canadian music, um, which seems are to you be based, our, um, Are you based in Orlando? I, <laughs> I am not based in, I am in Florida, but okay. Abby, Abby and I grew up in Orlando. Oh, nice. I am, I am a big Orlando magic fan. Where did we, we played, uh, we, our tour, one of our worst tours didn't end in Orlando. It ended in Jacksonville, but where did we play with streetlight manifesto in Orlando? Eon, can you remember? It was some strange venue, the- but yeah. Oh, where was that? Oh, that the was a social place. back. Booth. Yeah. Social sounds right. It's like the social. Maybe. Yeah, I was yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. I think when yeah. you walk in, the stage is on the left, and there's like a dip, like uh, the like before, just before in front of the stage. Right? Is that right, Abby? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I played. Oh god! And with I did something with Chuck Reagan there. That's so weird. Anyway, okay, continue on. Let's just forget. Or my my experiences in Orlando are random and don't make any sense. Are you guys sports fans? I know, uh, Eon, you're um, you're into football, soccer, as we d- dumb Americans call it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call you guys dumb Americans, but yeah, I definitely love football. Um, I do like sports. I actually, uh, one of my friends invited me to see the Raptors play OKC tonight in Toronto. So that's just a testament to how much more I love bothering the band, I said no. I was like, this is much more important than going to see Shy, which would have been a really cool game, but that's that's for another time. But I would have blown you off for basketball tickets. I'm just gonna say that. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Next time I will I will keep that in mind if this happens. <laughs> but um no I, I did I used to I honestly used to follow ball a lot more when I was younger. Um probably in the what I guess you guys might consider your heyday with like Penny and, and Shaq. And during that period, I was definitely a lot more into basketball than I am now, but yeah, football is the main thing that I follow and I still play. I actually have a, a match tonight after this interview. So yeah, that's, that's how deep I, I roll with the football. Very cool. Jay, do you follow sports? I do at times. Like I, when I was younger, you know, the same era, like um, kind of the Michael Jordan, Muggsy Bogues. Like I'm trying to think of play, like when I was, that yeah, Muggsy folks. <laughs> Big <laughs> fucking deal up in Canada in Vancouver. Well, we had you know, like when we had when the Grizzlies were a Vancouver basketball team. Um, I've kind of you know, I basketball 
if it's around i'm i'm always fine but i don't seek it out uh if if i gravitate to any like bigger sport it would be soccer for sure Mm -hmm. um as I've gotten older, though, I've kind of just I find watch like I, I'll, I'll watch. Actually, I love I love American football, to be honest. I love watching um, tennis, too. But it, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking the sports that I'm actually into would be tennis and nice. squash. I played a lot of squash as a kid. Yeah. So I and, and I but no one I don't bring these sports up because I'm getting more and more. Uh, uh, like, I'm not going to say it just no one cares about those sports. So the more sports. <laughs> I honestly thought squash was like just for finance men in New York. So they could like talk business while doing something. It is. To be honest, I did not realize anybody under the age of 60 played squash. You can't play <laughs> crazy parties. You can't. Yeah, there are many play over 60, but literally, I don't know. You can't really play. The sport is so aggressively hard on your body. I was just talking to someone that, uh, played professionally and they're like it's it's like you can't play a past past 35 i feel like so i actually stopped playing my my experience is you know bad 80s movies and yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's actually true so there's two parts of it it's like if you're gonna i was signing this guy who actually was a world number one for 10 years he's a canadian player and he's like the problem with squash is like it has that reputation, but also you make absolutely no money when you're like the world. Number. Like you could be like the fetter of squash and you, which this guy kind of was, he's more of a John McEnroe actually. And uh, you make literally, literally he's like getting mad. He's like, he's playing squash and like cursing a bunch. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> his friends are, are fucking, can I swear on his friends? Yes. Are yeah, absolutely. Like they're like the people who like do the real estate deals for Walmart and like, you know, like, so you're right. That's the comparison is you're a poor person who plays like with all your friends, super wealthy and all want to brag. They play with you. I was never in that class of, I also, I want to put out there. No, I'm not in that class of Blair. That's how I feel about tennis. I grew up playing tennis. I played in, I played in high school, but I was like the poor kid on the thing. So I was handing me down rackets, Yeah, you know, right, like, right. Yeah. only one racket too i had to have like one racket for the whole season yeah. so i couldn't yeah. you know it was a kind of a good thing i couldn't get mad i couldn't smash it yeah um sure. it's a highly you know what it, uh squash squash is a bit better but tennis especially such an individual like confrontational sport where you're not really you, there's no team it's just you against somebody else like it's such a it's a head game like it's like i'd say like golf in the same way like i the mental for the mental strength you have to have i feel is is like with, with tennis especially and, and golf i feel it's really hard such so such small margins and you can get to get in someone's head and then and it's over such a can be over such a long period of time so anyway are you are you both competitive Let, let's let this natural segue there uh i mean naturally i don't, I don't really feel competitive i mean when i'm playing a sport I definitely want to do the best I can, but you know, in all honesty, like I, I, I'm, I, I understand the winning and the losing part of it. You know what I mean? Like I've been on both yeah. sides of it and it's fine. Like I don't really get super upset if I lose. I kind of understand that. Um, so I guess I don't think many people would say I'm super competitive in that way, but I guess I'd probably be more competitive playing like Scrabble or something than, than sport. I'm right there with you. hundred <laughs> percent. I play in a basketball league every Sunday 
And yeah. these guys, these guys are like, I'm 40. These guys are like anywhere between 30 and 50 and they're right. getting so mad. And I, and I just always say, I'm like, this doesn't, are you getting paid? Cause I'm not. right. Exactly. You know? exactly. However, if I played like Scrabble with you guys and I wouldn't get competitive against you, but if I messed up, I'd be like, S- I bastard, you know, I'd be mad at That's myself. Me. That's me. Exactly. Yeah. I, did, ah, I should have known that <laughs> word. Or, ah, why didn't I play the triple word score or whatever? So, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Jay, are you uh, are you throwing rackets? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not competitive. My dad would always get mad because I'm not competitive with the things that matter to him, right? Whether it's like a sport, like he's really yeah. into it. so he'd be like, "Why don't you care if you win?" Remember when I used to play tournaments? But why? I'm like, I just don't care. But if it's something that's non-competitive, I'm super competitive, <laughs> right? Right. So like. I got really obsessive with like, and it's, it's usually hard on myself, like but obsessive with like art and music and things that you really don't compete in. Um, but I would become like myopically focused on those things. Um, and I usually direct it at myself. It goes inward. I don't direct it at other people. <laughs> uh, but I, I am competitive for sure. Yeah. I always, I am. I was saying that I think that, you know, I don't know how many professional athletes come. I mean, uh, there are some, right. But how many professional athletes come from, uh, from privileged homes in the sense where like they have a loving family. And I mean, privilege is in like, not just like anything to do with money, but also, but like loving homes that are like, there's nothing missing. I feel like there has to, you, you kind of, actually, you might be able to say this about really, really successful musicians too. Uh, there's a piece missing. You're like, I need to get on stage. I need you to love me. I need you to, or I need to beat you at this or else I'm not good enough. If I don't beat you, it says something, you know, that kind of attitude. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely don't have it. I was going to say, I was gonna, when I was talking to, I was, I was watching, I went to the Rogers cup in Toronto, which is like their the ATP stop. And I was sitting there with a, a guy who's, who used to play professional and, and the way he like describing what he saw in the game was so fucking different from what i was seeing <laughs> like the mindset is so different it was just so ruthless and savage that um i i i i enjoy i'd like I, if i'm going to play something i want to enjoy it i don't want to just right crush someone it's like if you ever went to it like if you see a movie with i i just had this today a friend of mine we were talking about uh the new spielberg film the fablemans and he's an actor in la okay. and i was like i loved it it really hit my heart, you know? And he's like, no, the acting was, and he like picked it apart. And I was like, I, I still like it. It's, it's good. You know? Cause, but I don't see what he sees. But that's true. Of, okay. But that's true of every, like, you know, if you see a, someone else's podcast now, do you go now that you know how the sausage is made? You're like, uh, well, you know, that transition wasn't that good. I don't know. No, because we are very, aside, if it weren't for, well, mm. yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. 50% says yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's more like eighty-five percent. I I just I just talk and try to fill the air, man. You're fifteen percent of this. <laughs> yeah, dude. She no. she does the most. She's the one. You know, when I I don't know anything about this. I don't. These aren't even plugged in. Nice, uh, nice. Um. So you're uh, the competitive. We asked. Um. And then I have to ask. This is definitely for Abby up here. Um, do you get road rage? Yeah. For, not, uh, do Canadians get road rage? Because often 
you and we have a lot of Canadians on this and you're very pol- that is a good stereotype that you're polite you you wait for my dumb ass to stop talking yeah do you get road rage are you cursing at like even in your own world like not yelling at them but are you like check out this motherfucker <laughs> you know yeah yandy you said no uh, no I, I i i i didn't uh, well you, you you know ryan just like uh clarified that question in the right way for me to say yes because yeah <laughs> i definitely inwardly under my breath will be like what the fuck what's this guy doing oh can you believe that but like i'm not the type that would you know honk or like intentionally cut somebody off or like give the finger or anything like that but i definitely like, oh, you know i definitely take it inwardly that's psycho shit there you go <laughs> There you go. See? No, no, no. I'm saying what you're doing is is very normal and natural. But if you're stopping and like giving uh, like oh. someone a, a finger, no, I'm getting I'm getting her back here, dude. I'm getting her back. I got you. I got you. I wasn't calling. My bad. I was. No, 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 you you hit the let nail me, on the head right there. Let yeah. me dig myself out of this hole. That's um, no, all good. <laughs> no, I'm saying the other part of it. When if you like make it about the other roll down your window, give someone the finger, give a, 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 a long honk, you know, um, mm. that is real psycho shit. I think it depends on the situation. <laughs> so it's, all right, guys, oh, let me feel, so let me, happens. let me fill you in here. I'm There's every, every day we're like discussing the pod and we're excited and I'm talking to her in the morning and then <laughs> she just starts talking to no, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what? I'm not doing it. She's like, this mother, check this mother, drive. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. I respect that, to be honest. Yes, I get that. I get I that. Just, I was, I was, you know what? I was just in a, um, spending more time in LA, like I was there last week. And one thing I enjoy about the highway in Los Angeles and especially but I, I feel like in american general like cars just speed up based on like individual needs like not be based on anything like you'll just be driving and then all of a sudden some fucking it's just rip like it's like being you know what it's like it's like finn's driving cars beside me and it's like we're in a video game or something someone just like revs for no reason and tweaks out and and rips down the highway and you're like what happened that before they were going the speed limit and then they just decided like the switch was flipped you don't see that as much in canada that's one thing sure. But on the That's other true. hand, I would say you were right when you said that some psycho shit. I would say the psycho shit is this. Being polite is can be courteous, but it also masks true, like, you know, a lot of things going on under the surface, which can be psycho. And I think that I, there's one thing I appreciate about being in the States is you know exactly how people feel all the time. They're not worried to say it. They don't say like my favorite thing is like it's almost like the more Amer- like you can be when you're in like a convenience store like people just are shouting and you know I, it's it's different than you really notice it when you get down to like hey how much is this as opposed to like a Canadian would go up to the cash and be like hey excuse me how much is I can you price check this it's like part of the, <laughs> I I I interpreted it like as like this fierce individualism like I'm here and way as an american my right is to just be like how much is this correct it's also a little bit of laziness like i don't want to walk that up to the register because if i don't like the price i'm certainly not going to put it back yeah (laughs) that's cool yeah 
The grass is always greener. Oh man. I am really sounding like an asshole on this podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So where are you guys at? Your West coast, both of you? No, no, I'm in Toronto actually. Oh, that okay. Yeah. I'm in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the West coast. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Um, we love Canada. We got to, if I can make it to Canada, we're going to try to get there. Settle ask a debate. Him, ask him. I'm going to settle a debate. Do it. We I don't were care. told that somebody from the United States with a DUI is not allowed in Canada. Do you know if that's true or not? <laughs> Are you asking for a friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, there was a time when I, I knew that that was the case. I don't know. Things, things have changed. So I haven't checked into it, but there was a time that that was the case, but the last I can remember hearing about that was like early 2000s or 90s. So I don't know. That's that's going to be my answer. I don't know if you know, Jay, but. I know that it depended. Like, I feel like you got, you could be, um, like I have friends who lived in Point Roberts, like, which is just below the border, like into Washington state, but it's sort of in Canada, like it's, it's not connected. So, um, and I remember they would, in high school, they'd get like, you know, if you got caught with weed or something like that, there was a time where it would be like, you're just like red carded, like red flagged, I think is what they called it. Mm. But I think if you have a record, you do have a problem, I think. Yeah. And I'm not, by the way, I'm authority on this subject. <laughs> but uh, All also- right. Jay, how close do you live to Dan Mangan? Pretty close. <laughs> I, you know, Dan Mangan lives in Vancouver. I used to live in, I'm from Vancouver. I just saw, where did I see Dan recently? I don't know. Dan's, Dan's, Dan is like the, uh, I mean, he's basically the prime minister of Canada. Yeah. Now there's a nice guy. You want to talk about a nice guy. He's so so nice. You want to talk about someone who is like quintessentially like represents, I'll I'll say like the warm blanket of Canadian music. Right. Hold on, I got I gotta write <laughs> Dan Megan, the warm blanket. <laughs> we chatted with him and it was literally like He's we've done over a hundred of these, and it was literally the most polite, yeah, nicest interview yeah. ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes you total just sense. like I mean, you that's that that is a that's a slice of Canada right there. So was Kevin Hurt. We just had Kevin Hearn on. Do you know who that is? <laughs> yeah. I know Kevin. Yeah. 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 And yeah, he BNL. was yeah. like, uh, we had all the, you know, because we write the questions based off of research and what we know about the music and stuff like that. And then we had a couple that were dicey. And I was like, I can't ask these. He's so nice. I can't. It's like talking to my, like, like, like my nice dad who is a pastor now. Like, I just can't do it. So I skipped over like the, you know, boner questions. <laughs> I want oh, you. You were gonna finally yeah. ask Kevin her the boner question. <laughs> He's gonna listen to this. Everyone's been waiting, <laughs> right? Oh man, we're having a good time. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> let me. I mean, I mean, I and I hope. How do we rank on the on the list of Canadian nice musicians? I feel like we're not. We're. You're doing great. Okay, good. I was aside, was, oh. aside from Eon's uh, road rage. I mean, yeah, I wanna, like, psychosis <laughs> behind the wheel psychosis. Gonna put out, on two out. seat belts, you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, love it. Uh, you know the racing cars with the seat belts that go like this, like a yeah. like a, like yeah. a 
a car seat. They're like a kid's car seat. Yep. That's what I'm going to wear. Um, we'll, we'll stick with some Canada questions. Do you, do you know off the top of your head, can you convert from Celsius to Fahrenheit or back and forth? No. No. R- rough idea, but you know, not specifically. For it's sure. not like a, like a click. I know if, if you say like 80, I know that it's like 20. Um, yeah. Like, like 72 is like 16, 17, something like yeah. that. I can tell you negative 40 is the same in both. Yes. That's, that's, I, I was, and I can tell you that three of these four people have probably experienced that temperature. <laughs> not so much Uh-oh. Ryan. Not me. Never had my, really? not me. No, you're missing, I mean, you're missing out. I've spent time in Canada um, in the winter, but it was East Coast and it wasn't that cold. You know, didn't get that. That's pretty dicey. Um, are you specific about your maple syrup? Like if you came to the States and went to a grocery store, are you a syrup snob? <laughs> um, we have that- toured the people who are. Yes, that is true. Uh, they were from Quebec. Yeah, they're French mm-hmm. Canadian. They're, they're they're really the ones yeah. you got to watch out for in terms of the maple syrup. True. And I just was yeah. very careful with what I said there because that could have been a national disaster. Yeah, that's you know, uh, add. I want to be very clear at that was specifically to do with maple syrup. You're gonna start a francophone fight. You yeah. know, <laughs> they're they're like. Uh, they're, they're like we're seceding again <laughs> yeah you don't want none of that yeah um, of that. Um, i love i love french canadians and um so they yeah they're they're very serious about the maple syrup at least the ones that we knew and so they would actually carry their own bottle to um, like we went to i mean we could literally even be at a, a waffle house or an ihop danny's wherever and they would pull out you know, where, where you don't really want to be like looking like, you know, you brought your own condiments, like you, you're that. It was like sneaking there. booze into like a baseball right. game. I remember the waitress, <laughs> the, you know, totally. the waitress or someone would just be like, look at us like, wow, I really thought you Canadians were different. Turns out you're rude as fuck. <laughs> no, no. No. Oh, <laughs> I try. Okay, fine. You try bringing your own condiments to, to a restaurant next time you go to a restaurant. I have a friend that does that with ketchup, and I have been a party to the like. Yeah, how did it make? It's yeah. very awkward because he'll go in and we'll sit down. If there's no ketchup on the table before anything, he's like, "What kind of ketchup do you serve?" And if it's not Heinz, <laughs> he's going out to the car to get his own. Nice. Nice. Okay. All right. And it's awkward. Let's face facts. If you're serving like hunts, you should be closed out. Or fancy, fancy ketchup. Oh, yeah. Fancy is the worst one. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, that's like the name. It's like, yeah. Hunts ketchup rare. Sounds untrustworthy. (laughs) Oh, goodness. We're having fun. (laughs) This is a perfect example of bothering the band. Um, Eon, did you? log in to zoom yesterday <laughs> i meant to ask yes i did and so did jay actually I, and i mean that was that was not your you know your fault we we kind of crossed some wires with the with our team so we thought that the interview was yesterday and so we both kind of logged in we're like oh no there's nobody here and then we, we realized that it was today so yes yes i did <laughs> we saw it and we're like but you know when something happens and you're like wait 
did we mess up? Right. And so we had to like double check, you know, this was very important to us, honestly. Um, Just trying to keep you guys on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely yeah. did. We were that eager to do this. I definitely did. Um, <laughs> how do you guys describe your music? Because it's tough. I, it's it's funny because it's the one word the word that actually I think throws people off the most is the reggae part because as soon as you say that it skews into this uh, vein of music that maybe doesn't represent what it is and that's what so we kind of start with bands like I'd, I'd usually start with like the clash and the police and if people know those two bands usually know one but both um, it's a good starting place at least for me because if we just leave uh, he and Blippy are having a good time. Uh, so yeah, that's where I start. And then we, but, uh, we, we kind of, I, I, we've started saying like art, reggae world music, punk, you know, like if the talking heads leaned far more like world music, I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. E, what do you, what are you thinking? You yeah. got anything different? I mean, that's, yeah, that's generally the same as I'd say like a mix of, you know, all those things so i i even at the these days i kind of also say that we're to me just kind of like a like good pop music as opposed to that idea of pop music where people think you know backstreet boys or billy eilish or something it's like just just like a popular a lot of the songs are written in that same spirit of you know that same style but where we're pulling from is is all these different places but it comes together in a way that a lot of people can access it in a way that popular music's popular you know so um, but yeah, it's like a to me, it's a blend of like yeah, reggae, soul, punk, a little bit of electronic. We're influenced by a lot of different things, and I think at the end of the day, really, it's just kind of like a lot of what Jay and I, you know, grew up listening to, and and how we how we get those things together. So um, yeah, it's, but it is tough. It's always been tough for us to kind of describe it, and I think in a in a way, like I don't think either of us really want to describe it it's more like those labels seem to matter more for other people for us it's just kind of like hey we're making music that matters to us and hopefully matters to you and that you can enjoy good lyrics and dance to and you know so yeah it's kind of all over the place i'm so happy to say it like that because well two reasons one you could turn on a, a bedouin sound clash record and like each song you if you're not looking at it or if, if someone doesn't know it it, it sounds different each track, which I just, you know, hits. I also think you said pop music. Now I think it's easier these days and tell me if I'm wrong. Um, these days to cross genres than it was like 20, 30 years ago when I was a kid, it was like, even your style. Yeah. One thing I wish I could yeah. go back in time and tell a young Ryan is it's okay to like, I loved hip hop. And I loved punk rock and I loved all these things, but I, it was like around my hip hop friends. That's when I would get all hip hop around my punk rock friends. And yeah. I'm like, just, yeah. just love it all, you know? And, and I think you guys are just do you. And yeah, if people like it, great. If not all good. So yeah. we love it. I wish, I wish there was a way to describe, unlike, I would say this, I'm like Jan. I really wish there was a way to describe it quite easily. So we didn't have to describe it be like i envy the bands that can say we're hardcore yeah that's great i wish i could say that like i wish to be like oh we're um a reggae band well and that which actually described them 
I don't know why it just seems so I've always envied that because we always end up, we, we do end up being on so many different types of festivals and bills. And um, okay. We need to get, we need to think of a word. We, I, we've done this before, right? Abby? I feel like we've named. Well, I was going to say on the flip side of what Jay was just saying, like, I, I, I get that too, where it would be nice to just be like, this is this. And everyone could understand exactly culturally where we're coming from. But I guess one of the bonuses of having so much trouble in describing it is that like, I feel like there aren't that many bands that can say that they're like us as opposed to the hardcore bands who say we're all hardcore bands. And there's, there's a camaraderie there, which is nice. And that, that can be celebrated too. But like, I think that's been part of the, the funny journey for us is like, yeah, we, we just led into all these different areas, but we don't neatly fit into any one of them. So it's kind of been like difficult to find those bands that are similar in, in, in like fully similar, I would say, you know? So yeah. it's a little bit of the unique part. Yeah. All right. Now that we got that quick, let's go back to dumb questions. You know what? I, can I just say, say a random thought about hardcore, which I was just thinking about? I can't wait, please. Okay. Here's, this, here's my thought on hardcore. And this is coming from like, like, you know, obviously, like our first two records were produced by Daryl Jennifer Bad Brains, who arguably you might say many do. They were like pioneered the genre with um, no one else, I guess. Um, but the thing I find really funny about hardcore is it's like this word that's used. So you'll see people in their bios and they'll always use they'll be like, they'll be in a, the band they're in now, but they're always were in a hardcore band before and that gives them cred. But if they actually played the band they were in, it wouldn't sound like a hardcore band. It would be like pop punk or like screamo or something like that. But by putting the word hardcore and you're like, oh, that's cool. And now they're like a folk artist, but they were in a hardcore band before. Like you don't ever know what that hardcore band sounded like or if they even were in a hardcore band, but somehow by putting it in there, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, they were like, they didn't give a shit for a while, but now they're really showing that like they- not Their like musicality they, and they're growing. Yeah, and, I, and there's not many genres like that where you're just like, I was just thinking about that. Like, I should just say, if we, like, for example, if me and Eon were like, yeah, they've started out as a, in a hardcore band and now they do Bedouin, it might make a lot more sense to certain people like, oh, that's cool. They're like- I hear it. They're doing their art project now. What? We interviewed somebody recently who was talking about how everybody came from a metal band. He's like, you can right, look okay. on a stage and like squint and be like, that drummer was in a metal band. That bassist yeah, was in a metal band. Yeah. That guy was in this band because now they're all playing country music. <laughs> right, right. But they, they probably don't put it, but they don't put in their bio that they were in a metal band. Like, it, but putting in, a, in your bio that you were in a hardcore band doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to describe. It's true. What, you don't have to tell anyone what band it was like former hardcore musician so-and-so now country folk artist right and that's like you but it's not you don't hear former mathcore metal guy now you'll be like oh that kind of sucks i don't think that's that's doable for me but somehow hardcore is gives former you former mathcore i love it yeah whatever You're former like, former dinos dinosaur oh, punk was, like yeah it, wait it, i have it, a question it works for everyone it works for both like <laughs> It works for Feist, like Feist was in a hardcore band. There's a right. and it worked for was it a real hardcore band? E, have you heard him say this before? Have you heard this rant before? No. Okay. I, literally, I'm saving. I literally I I'm literally just riffing off of the casual nature of this thing. It, it popped into my mind. I thought 
why not just put this out into the public sphere right now? Straight from the garbage going around in my mind as we do this to your podcast. Oh, this is fun. We found out yesterday via Instagram that RuPaul was in a glam hardcore band in New York in like the early 80s, but they had footage and it was pretty cool. And I, I messaged Abigail. And I said, magic. So this is the magic of that word. As soon as you said that, I was like, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's a, like, I'm RuPaul. Really, like I was like, RuPaul was in a glam hardcore. Like if you said something else, I would, I don't know. But so it works. It still works on me. Still works. I, and I was like, well, shit, now we got to get, I was like, I would love to have RuPaul on the pod. Man, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Okay. Mom's a huge RuPaul fan. Your mom is. She's like every time I talk to her, she's like the hardcore music though from the. She's just a fan of her hardcore early career. Yeah. And the Uh, the RuPaul Drag Hour. Early Ru, I love that. (laughs) Play your early stuff. Um, Did either of you have a? I don't know how to say it. Favorite is not the right, right word, but like a lullaby as a child that you that you've heard, you loved, or your parents that have lasted throughout your life. A lullaby or a nursery rhyme or something like that. When you say that it's lasted in my life, like that I still sing to myself, like I've throughout my well, life. Well, maybe something like your you when you were a kid now you're singing to your kid or you know, oh yeah okay retelling you know um go ahead uh, i guess i mean so i grew up in a very uh you know christian religious household my parents are still churchgoers uh and i don't kind of religion and so i can't really think of necessarily a, a particular lullaby or nursery rhyme off the top but they definitely taught us like a prayer that we used to, it was kind of sing-songy and it was, and, and so like, I, I, I always remember that I was like, uh, gentle Jesus, make and mild, look upon this little child, pity my simplicity, suffer us to come to thee. And then you would say like, whatever you were praying about and then say amen at the end of that. So that's the only thing that's immediately leaping to mind for me uh, in that vein. That's perfect. And it sounds like the beginning of a hardcore song. <laughs> i'm probably a really good one at that i think yeah. um but you have to do it on like an old-timey voice or like a like a like an answering machine you know like that oh yeah yeah, yeah i get that greeniest yeah yeah i yeah. get you i can see that yeah. yeah when you're when you guys do a concept out <laughs> a hardcore concept <laughs> cool yeah like it's true right if you said jesus was in a hardcore band before he did everything you'd be like that was really cool what was that like he was that's why i didn't wear shirts that's right just (laughs) just little shirts it's true and he and he Uh, didn't he didn't work out yet he had abs he drank like a six pack you know like how come all these hardcore we could go off on this i want to know how like all these the problem is you can break down the matrix of this hardcore thing and you but the fact is that like 30 seconds after I said this, you told me that RuPaul is in a hardcore band. And I literally, my brand was like, that is really cool. That's awesome. And I know. And I'm so it's like, it's impossible to break free of this, of this like context of hardcore being the most impressive thing you could have done before the project that you're known for. Yeah. I'm going to put it in my bio. I don't even play music. Yeah, you should. <laughs> 
former hardcore musician starts park podcast. <laughs> yeah it's like writer former hardcore musician well, okay think about this yeah. this is why but think about it. when you see like there's certain um po- i've seen politicians use it no way yeah really? who was it um you have one um beto that guy beto what's his last i don't know what yeah beto, beto or yeah. band in, in texas we had uh jim ward on the pod jim ward is... look that up because abby looks at me like she's like that's not right it just, sounds believable. Let me just say, <laughs> Beto, Beto, he's like skateboarding and shit, and he's yeah, like, he's, yeah, 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 hardcore. Exactly. I feel like it's he like, was like, and because you know what it makes it seem, it makes it seem like you, you were like, there's something, um, yeah. He was in a hardcore band called Foss. Foss with an F. F O S S. F O S S. But it was based off of like Bob Fosse plays. <laughs> Like Broadway. <laughs> Fossey. That would be, be sweet. That would be sweet. Wow. So, see, that's Fossey. super hardcore. <laughs> oh, my God. This is actually kind of crazy. At the drive-in, what members yep. of the drive-in were in his band and Mars Volta. Yeah. So we had Jim Ward on the pod. He, he I don't know if you know who Jim Ward is. He was at the mm-hmm. drive-in. Yeah. Um, and sparta he does his own he has his own stuff um and he's like buddies with him so this all connects um beto is a big listener so i'm sure call in if you're listening um i love that joke (laughs) i have had a lot of people abby have you had this i've had a lot of people today as well ask me if it's live they're like what because i said i told uh, a friend of mine in, in in canada i was interviewing you guys and she flipped she was like how do i listen is it live and i was like no it's a don't you know how podcasts work it'll it'll be on a couple weeks (laughs) right yeah that seems interesting would you ever do a live have you would you would you guys go live we have we have done some live this is what we this is why we're asking the toronto immigration questions (laughs) because we would love to do one in toronto we're doing one in nashville in april next month We've nice. done LA, New York, Orlando, um, and yeah, we we definitely. It's so much fun. This is definitely the next progression. Uh, when we set out, or like last year, beginning of last year, we were like that was like on our buck or not bucket list. Um, New Year's resolution. We we're like, let's mm. let's do live shows. So Toronto right. is is up there for certain. So cool. E, will well, we I do it? it. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, please do. I hope you guys can can make that happen. That'd be fun. Can you sneak me into the country? Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. No, no. <laughs> now we have proof. Okay. Have either of you been actually through a real hurricane? No. I haven't, to my knowledge. <laughs> um. Now, now, like when you say like I, I've been through, I've been through like remnants of a hurricane. Not like a no, not like a gale force. Like where you did it like, have a name? Like were you in Florida, Texas, anything like that? Where no, you had to hunt it down? Say, I'm gonna say no right now. Okay. Well, um, that dumb question doesn't matter. The new record is fantastic, dude. Thank like, you. It's man, it's so good. Nonstop rotation. My daughter loves it, and she's one. You know, she's tough um so awesome. it's like it's like 
show tunes, Taylor Swift and Bedouin Soundclash. That's what she's. A new Taylor Swift to. record is very good. I think. Apparently, she has some new out or new songs coming out tonight. 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 At midnight. I think they're like new versions of a couple. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, she's been kind of re-releasing old catalog stuff. So she's still in that vein because I know the whole yeah. record label situation thing. I think yeah, I think I saw her posting stuff like that. Obviously, I I'm not a huge fan or anything, but uh, <laughs> sick. <laughs> she's been posting. That's what she's. I was like, what does era mean? She's like talking about. Era. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Like, it's my like era, oh, era. Going back through like eras, I'm like, first of all, I don't. I'm like, I don't know. There's, so some, that new, makes... there's some new slang that I just. I'm old. It goes over. I know, my I know but we'll be using it soon. Yes. <laughs> By the time it hits me, I'm like, oh, this is this is done. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. what are your favorite sounds? It's like in general, not even musical, just sounds. Anything. We've gotten like leaves crunching, we've got mm. rain, um, your child's laughter, anything like that. It can be music, it can be there are no uh Limitations. R- right or wrong answers here. They're just answers. Hmm. Good question. Abby's favorite sound is her her car horn. Bam! Nailed it. Bringing it all back around. That's a that's a, to, that's a well done, well done. total joke. It's a total joke. Uh, Oh, I know. Oh, what one? Okay, what? I uh, I would say one sound that I can uh, say I like is I do like the sound of heartbeats. Uh, so like sometimes when I'm even if I'm lying on my own chest or something, like just hearing that sound, feeling that sound, or lying on somebody else, uh, listening. You know, even like my my you know my nephews and stuff. Sometimes when we're like yeah. you know in in an embrace or something like that, that vibe and that rhythm. There's something about that that feels comforting so classic classic uh bass player answer (laughs) i'm just kidding i know exactly what you mean if you ever hug someone like from behind and you hear their heartbeat like yeah you're a poet you're a poetic man i love it oh wow I don't know about that. Jay's the real poet here. So i mean now i'm feeling to hear what he has to say (laughs) um i wasn't good that's fantastic i was not going to say heartbeats uh I was like, the reason I was like thinking like very, um, I'm a pretty basic ass person, I guess. I, I like the sound of the ocean a lot. There's a reason it is a classic. Yeah. Know? That's a great sound. When you said ocean, I was like, yeah, I do love that sound. Mm-hmm. There's a sound, I have. I put it on a, um, okay, I'm gonna go with two things. And these are from young childhood. Um, we lived across the street from a park there's the sound and the, and the Pacific Northwest, there's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it, this might be ubiquitous in North America, but there's a mountain chickadee that makes this like that sound. And it's only in the morning. I love that sound. I don't know why it's, it's this I morning. know that bird. Yeah. We they all come, come here too. Yeah. So they, it's all kind of, it's sort of like, I remember as a kid and it, it reminds me of like Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, you just hear like you know, like that, it's like a, I, and someone told me, cause I put it on a record. They're like, oh, that's a mountain chickadee. Anyway, 
They might be. I'm not sure. What uh, a bur- what a bird nerd. Dude, my nickname was Bird. The bird nerd. No, the other guy, the <laughs> other person who was like, that's a mountain chickadee. I think I want this podcast to be shamed. For not you, the other guy. Um, um, no, I, 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 I'm I not backing that. down. What's that? I have to, yeah. Go ahead. What's the next one? The other one was um, the, the, because I was this, there, there was this guy who would come into the park in the early morning and he'd uh, like every so often, like once every two weeks or something, and he'd play bagpipes. I love the yeah. sound of bagpipes. Just That's you cool. know what sound it is? Okay, it's the sound. There's two sounds. This two. I'm gonna do two of this. It's the sound of an orchestra warming up. With the way the bag when it when it's getting air has that like that. It's it's anticipation sound. And orchestras when they're when they're tuning have that similar vibe to me. I love that in a musical mm-hmm. set in a musical way. That'll be my musical. Because you know birds aren't musical. So let me. Uh, <laughs> Let me just put that out there too. I got one. I got another one too, actually. That I think. Oh, I'm loving this. This is more recent, actually, because it took some research. So, uh, yeah, actually, my partner and I were listening to some music the other day, and they're like, "Oh, what's that sound?" It was like kind of like like you know a Brazilian tune, and I was like, "Yeah, I always know that sound." I'm like, "Wow, wow!" Like that kind of like weird kind of. So I was like, "Oh yeah." So we looked it up, and it's called a cuica, which is like this the monkey drum. It's like an Afro-Brazilian instrument. And it goes like, wow, wow, like that kind of squeaky sound in a lot of Brazilian music. And I'm like, oh, I love that sound. And took some research, like, what is it called? And we're trying to like Google it up. And so I discovered it's called a cuica. And so that's another musical, that's a musical sound that I really like. Oh, this is fascinating. If if at any point you think of more sounds, please throw them out there. I'm, I, I'm not kidding. You oh, I've of, got one. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. It, you think I'm being facetious. I'm not. I think it's uh, this is exactly what we're here for. And I love it. Abby, do you want to chime in? I feel like you probably got a good one. No. Like grizzly bears and shit. That's not a good sound. That's a bad sound. Don't they purr or something? I don't know. The sound of a man screaming as you cut him off on the highway. Now they're jumping in on this. The sound of a man whose (laughs) dreams have just been crushed as you don't let him in on the shoulder. That nailed it. There you go. Not today. Not today. (laughs) You're going to need to wait again. I love that sound. It's sort of the sound of silence because you know, like there's so much, there's so much going on behind the glass. That's my favorite sound. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's Perfect. awesome. Uh, it's it's not like a mountain chickadee though. That's <laughs> no, but you know what? You should just put you could put on your bird sounds or your ocean soundscapes. And you're like, you know what? <laughs> okay. Uh the Jay, this question is for you. Do you think farts are funny? Oh, um, yeah, for sure. This I is think you'd a... be lying if you thought that they weren't because thank you. Because children, like it's a universal thing. It's sort of like okay, there it's it's sort of like a guy step a, a grown man stepping on a rake and being like hit in the in the crotch. There is absolutely no one who doesn't start laughing. Even if you know that man has been seriously hurt by that, you're still going to laugh. And it's, I think that's just one of those beautiful things that um, 
it's been passed down because it's a universal, it's a universal um, joke. So I'm so glad you said that because my next question, this is written in stone here. Um, e, do you ha- watch fail videos on Instagram? <clears throat> fail videos. You know, I, people um, falling I, off I, bikes and stuff. I know you do, Ian, because you've shown me some before. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely do. Uh, do I frequent them? I probably don't frequent them because I do have a thing about like, you know, uh, I, I do kind of, I, I do kind of get wincy when it comes to injuries and things like that. So sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, like I'll see the fail and I'll start laughing. And I'm like, oh no, like did they get hurt? So I'll have that like, that yeah. kind of like push and pull feeling. But yeah, if it feels like uh, there was no, there was no um, serious injury or anything like that, then yes, I definitely love them and, and laugh at them um, for sure. So I'm on the Soul Pro right here. We uh... yeah yeah. We're, it's all fail videos. It's all children hurting themselves. I'm just kidding. That's, that's <laughs> exactly what I, yeah. um, that's what I like to promote. Okay. <laughs> um, Jay, how do you pack your hats for the tour? I'm just Good asking question. that for a practical reason. Yeah, I don't I, actually, yeah, I wear I a lot of questions. hats. You need a hat box and I don't have one. I've actually had to, uh, it's annoying if you have a hat, like I had a big, everyone was saying I had a, the biggest hat on this past tour and I got it towards the end of the tour, but as a pain, you have to get a hat box. Um, my, uh, my partner, Steph plays a lot of with, with like, in a kind of like this guy, Barney Bentall, who's like, um, kind of like a West kind of like, he's kind of a country folk artist and everyone on the tour has a hat box like everyone shows up like the key player the drummer like everyone's got a hat like you just know like in the, the dressing room is just lined up with hat boxes but there's stetsons and stuff so that's how you have to do it unless you unless you want to get a crushable one but they don't always they don't crushable ones don't look as good as cool yeah cool hats right so it's a commitment it's a commitment okay. for a very brief moment in your day yeah, no, I, it was, uh, this is a practical question. I wear a lot of like baseball hats and if I, I, if, yeah, you know, okay. I wear, I, I got one that I wear plain, whatever. But if I, let's say I was like somewhere and I bought one, I'm like, what do I do with it? I can't, I can't, yeah. I, 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 I wear both of them then. Um, Eon, uh, how many shirts are you packing for a short tour? Let's say a short tour. How many shirts? But, you know that. Yeah, that's that is exactly the right question. I, I I struggle with this every time. I am a notorious overpacker, but it's partially because I'm a pretty good packer. So like I I really like make them pretty small and roll them up and put them in there. So this last tour was five shows, uh, which is not that many shows. Mm-hmm. When I got home, uh, I opened up my carry on and <laughs> I actually counted them because I was like, why did I bring all these shirts? I, I brought 23 shirts. <laughs> 23 shirts for 20, five 23 shirts. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I bring a lot of shirts for some reason. Various yeah. shirts. I like, yeah, I did. Yeah. Like I had I had about six, I had about four shirts intended for the stage that didn't make it to the stage because I wore the same two or three. I had a bunch of t-shirts, I had some polo shirts, I had some long sleeve shirts. Uh, I had a couple shirts for running in case I was going to run, which I didn't do because I didn't bring any running shoes. So it didn't even make any sense. But yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm notorious for overpacking um, because I like options. <laughs> Follow-up question for both of you. How many undies 
are you packing on tour? Well, for the same package, I had about, <laughs> I think about 14, 14 pairs of underwear. Oh, so you had 20 something shirts and 14 yeah. undies. Okay. In my, in my right. carry on. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you asked these questions. It's like that. Now I'm really, how many pairs of socks did you bring? You know? Uh, I think about 12. Zero. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a barefooter. Yeah. Um, I've got tons of clothes. How many pairs of pants? How. how many pairs of pants did you bring? That was the problem. Yeah. That see, that was where I was at a deficit. I only had, I think, three pairs of pants and only two that I would consider wearing on stage. So I kind of had to rewear those a bunch. Yeah. So yeah, I underpacked pants, overpacked everything else. Top um, head. and that's kind of yeah, that's kind of classic classic eon right there this is this is a it seems silly but these are like as a music like chunky these these are what we fans want to know it's like <laughs> for real i'm, uh, cool, I'm gonna cool. stand stand by this okay you can only pick one the clash or toots and the maytals the clash and I love Toots. I want to put that out there, but I, the clash hands down for me. Wow, yeah, it's tough. I guess. I mean, it's it's. I think it's tighter for Very me, tough. but I would, you know, at this point in my life, I would say the clash as well, just because. Um, as much as I love Toots and the Maytals, it was a little bit more of a narrow, you know, musical experience than the Clash. The uh, you know, which you know, Jay really introduced me to when we first met in a big way, and it really opened up a lot of my horizons in terms of the possibilities of. What music could sound like, what what punk, how punk could be defined, and all those things really had a really big impact on me. So at this point, I would say the Clash, but you know, like it's like Jay said, it's yeah, it's it's pretty tight for me because um, Toots is you know part of the family as well in the sense like I grew up listening to that. My parents still play Toots, oh, um, so got lots great. of records, and yeah, the energy of a of a Toots experience is always just like I, yeah, I saw Toots a, a few times, time. and they're magic like magical. One time I saw him in Brooklyn. And there was a, a gentleman up front smoking a cigarette and he stopped the whole to stop the whole show. And he goes, Hey, if it's not ganja, you have to put that out. And it was like the, it was so, it was nice, but stern. It was like, like, it was like, so I respected it so much, but it was yeah. the best thing ever. Oh man. Magical. Um, Jay, what's the last thing you painted? Um, I'm painting right now. Um, I'm doing a series of like older Hollywood, um, oh, cool. things. And I was, um, I'm doing a painting of what's well, it's, I don't, I don't consider it, it's a painting. They're kind of image transfer paintings, but of ginger, uh, ginger Rogers, ginger spice. Okay. Yeah. Ginger spice. Ginger spice. <laughs> the, first, the first, the first ginger spice, old Hollywood, the spice girls, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. That's cool, man. That, that's <laughs> that's cool. And you did the cover, right, of yeah, uh, the Hurricane album. It's so fantastic, dude. Thank you. Um, we have a all couple the covers. You did every single one. I did. Yeah. All, yep. Oh, yeah. I don't and, think and I they're all paintings it. too. I think, except for like the horizon, right? They are. Yeah. I think so. That was yeah. a photo. But yeah. Oh, that's very cool, man. Yeah. Um, because you, so uh, Johnny goes to New York. We yes. were just talking about the Clash and Toots and stuff. That song's so good. I don't. It's not a. It's not a question. It's just. I love it. <laughs> that was your. That was, There's no question. We are 
actual giant fans of your music so there's gonna be incredible that was your chris farley um remember chris farley yeah chris farley show show. do you guys remember (laughs) he's like do you remember when you were in the beatles it's like yeah yeah yeah, that was was so cool (laughs) (laughs) you know 1215 or 1215 12 59 that was such a good song um So speaking of, um, now you, we're we're all a little older. Twelve fifty nine a.m. or twelve fifty nine p.m. Um, I never see twelve fifty nine a.m. anymore, really. So, <laughs> no, I don't know. No, <laughs> should be if it should be eight fifty nine p.m. Yeah, it should bet. Be- it should be 859 <laughs> with some show you can ignore and fall asleep to. Should be 759 p.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um okay, this is this has some context to it. What's uh E, we'll start with you. What's your favorite novel? Oh wow, that's a good question. Favorite novel. Oof. Tricky one there. I like, yeah, there's a few that I really like. Um, I mean, not to change the timbre of everything, but uh, I guess, you know, a, a novel that had a really big impact on me was Roots by Alex Haley, for sure. Wow. So cool. that that definitely springs to mind for sh- uh, in, a, in a big way. Um, yeah, I'll stick with that for now. Yeah. Man, that's a great answer. I found a copy when I was like 25 of roots on the subway in new york and i kept oh, yeah. it i still have it somewhere that's cool yeah, yeah it's very cool yeah jay um, favorite novel favorite novel uh are you looking around uh, are you trying to no i was thinking i'm thinking of like what era like what, what would have like an impact uh Herman, I was gonna say Herman Hess Damien. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and then but you know, as a kid, I the first novel, I mean, I I think it would be like Ernest Hemingway and for whom the bell tolls, I think was I remember just having a massive I just love the way it was written, like the way it felt when I read it, like the way he wrote. I loved it. Like that was the first time I remember reading something and and realizing how words could just, if you had the right rhythm of it, and it could be really short. I mean, you know, Ernest Hemingway had that, has classic, um, you know, very severe style. And I just, I, that's the first time I was like, oh, this is amazing. You can do so many, you do so much with words. Yeah. I, I, I really, not, it really fr- fr- like not because you have a lot of them, but just yeah, very few. Well, the reason I asked this, and this is, uh, Abby asked if I was going to say this. So, uh, I've been working on a novel for 10 years. I, um, and since day one, 1259 lullaby, it, there's a lot of music in the novel and uh-huh. 1259 lullaby is in the novel. So this is all full circle. Wow. But, and I don't want to make this about me, but it, this is pretty, this is a special moment for me. And at some point, whenever it comes out, I'll send you guys a copy. Wow, that's sounds incredible! Amazing, really, I'm actually really that's oh, that's a yeah, huge. Point. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main character is is with a couple people, and the song comes on, and and there's no big. I'm just gonna you know temper expectations here. There's no big 
cattle is just on, you know? Yeah. That's amazing thing. Well, I, good luck with it's, that is a huge undertaking. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Life, life is pre- pretty good. We, we, Abby and I say all the time, we're like, man, I can't believe we get to, if, if you could go back like again, 20 years ago, young Ryan, young Abby would be flipping out right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, They'd be like, what? <laughs> and again, um okay if you were and both of you can uh we're on the book thing still if you're if and when or if or when you you write a memoir what would it be called jay i know you wrote a book yeah um but your memoir in however many years what would you call it oh uh this is fun I don't know. Sorry, I was thinking about <laughs> there's Kevin Hearns. Okay, can I just say like I was the, I was there's I was listening to someone talk about uh, it was one of the first um, Greek historians, the Tacitus. I'm not sure. Anyways, and there was like an epithet. It's like things happened. Some things good. Some things bad. And that was it. And it was like the most self-evident, like, like, and I think that might be the description of my life. Some things happen, something's good, something's bad. That's beautiful. But I it like was that. a life. I think I'm just describing what's going to be on my tombstone. Like, I, I don't, I think, <laughs> but isn't that, that's kind of the sad part. I feel like, you know, the, I could pretend that I that I deserve a memoir, but I think you could really just succinctly put my life that things happened in it. There was a beginning and an end, and things happened in between. It's only one page. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, give yeah. yourself some credit. You guys have done some cool shit. Yeah, but in the long term of things, we'll, we'll be like, you know, I think they'll they'll just yeah, we we yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, for sure we've done some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is, uh, this is, I have to point it out. This is the humble Canadian coming out of you. Yeah. yeah. I w- people will read it. I would read it. Abby would read yeah. it. People would read it. That's cool. E, what about you? you oh, I'm going to go two lines longer then. then okay. <laughs> things. I'm just, okay. My title, the title of my book is things that happened. I like those simple. Well, maybe maybe it's just so far. <laughs> so far, so far. I don't know. Now I'm going like kind of like interesting. <laughs> so far. What do you do, Ian? Oh man, yeah, I'm trying. To, yeah, I don't know. I'm like. Can, uh, I, name, can, I, can I name yours? Yeah, actually, you should. Yours is just heartbeats. <laughs> there you go. Heartbeats. heartbeats. You can name mine. I think it's better to have heartbeats. Soul Pro oh. Heartbeats. Yeah, by the Soul Pro. <laughs> by the, yeah, by it's a, <laughs> things that happen. Yeah. Uh, um, one beat to the next. Ooh. The story of Eon's love. Two, two hearts beat as one. The story of Bedouin Sanko. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, tidy foot skanking. How about that? Tidy, tidy foot skanking. Like that it. was a uh, yeah. That I can't take credit for that. Uh, that's actually uh, another fellow Canadian artist that uh, both Jay and I love, named Cardinal Officiel, that we're friends with at a show. 
he kind of said that, oh, the way you dance is like a tiny foot skank. So I was like, I love that. And I would, yeah, I'll, I'll run with that. Tidy foot skanking, the story of the soul pro. <laughs> Man, I, I would read that in a heartbeat. Anytime something <laughs> pops up on Amazon where it's like punk rock, ska music, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm by that. Um, what is your book called, by the way? Do you have a title? Yeah, good question. I do. It's called Eating Dirt. Eating Dirt. Cool. Like, yeah. That's dope. That's what it's called. Like I said, it's uh, it's it's in the process. So maybe yeah. this time next year, I'll uh, I'll ask your people for your address. I'll send you a copy. I would love that. You know, but don't. Amazing. And then, do you feel like you need? Because after ten years, you might you do you have another novel in you at oh, this yeah. point? Well, yeah. um, yes, I do. I have a couple. I, I want. I really want to write a practical time travel book where nothing happens. You know, because like everyone is like time travel and like think about even back to the future. The biggest like beef with the it's my favorite film. The biggest beef is like, oh, he could go back in time. Why doesn't he stop like all the bad stuff? Because he he really can't. So like I would love a practical like a, a person like me, like an idiot time traveling. And then someone being like, well, prove that you're from the future. And he's like, I can't. I have, I don't know. Well, one day phones will be in your, okay, make it. And I'm like, I can't. They're like, well, what are like, they're satellites. And they're like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. Metal in the sky. I don't so you're know. basically, you're like, you're like me or you, we really don't know how anything works. We just know that it possibly ex- it exists. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. How does it work though? You're like, I don't know. Someone else made it. I literally fell into the machine by accident. They can't. Reach I don't. You're, That's you're, actually pretty cool. You're like a Don, you're the Don Quixote of, of time travel. There you go. I think that's where my aesthetic lies too. It's very da- character yeah. study. Okay. Um, and- overcoming internal strife versus external, you know? Gotcha. Novella. That's like, the, there's like that classic, like novella. What is it? What is the t- word for it? It was really popular in novella form, but it's like a, a genre of like the savant idiots, like the savant who's actually creating something way larger than themselves but is sort of a two. yeah i don't know don quixote is a good example yeah i i don't know the term but yeah and then the other book i really want to write so abby and i grew up in orlando uh yeah. florida and at the time we if you asked us back then at least for myself i didn't like it i was like i gotta get out of here right. the world i'm you know i'm bigger than this place but now looking back there was a cool punk rock ska reggae scene, which yeah. I don't, I just didn't appreciate it. So I would love to write a coming of age in the world of Orlando, like to give Orlando the, the story aside from Disney, aside from that stuff. Yeah. You know what I think also, and I think it, that's a pretty common thing. You grow up in a place and you're like, this place is shit and I need to go someplace important because I'm important or would like to be. And then you move back. But the thing is, if you, if you grew up in a place like New York or like London or wherever, how many people have already written the story of that place? Like, you know, you're like, I mean, a lot of people. Um, but when you get to, when you get to like, that's kind of the beauty of books is like when you get to go inside a place that like Eugene, Oregon or someplace that you've never, that you know, yeah. Eugene, I don't know why I chose that place, but. I think we're talking about reggae. I'm thinking of like sublime and stuff right now, but 
You know what's funny is my brain. I'm so happy you said that because my yeah. brain immediately started singing. Two bands, rancid. Whenever you think of Oregon, I'm like rancid, and because they they ch- check that place a lot, and they're like Tim Armstrong says like something about Eugene, Oregon, <laughs> and, and so does Sublime. All right, here we go. Let's everyone let's go around the horn. Everyone do your Tim Armstrong impression. I'm just kidding. Let's not do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you guys ever met him? Yes. Yeah. 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 The first time we did Warp Tour, transplants were on, and yeah, we, we got to spend some time with them. And, and then beyond that, for sure, a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, he, he's, I mean, when we tour with the interrupters, he's obviously very tight with, yeah, with yeah. them. And, and um, he came out to the last show of theirs and, when we played LA. Yeah. And uh Amy is on the new record. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is uh fantastic. I've said it. We will meet in a hurricane. Everyone go listen. Guys, uh we end every episode with a song from the guests. What what song do you want us to end this episode with? Like one of our songs from the record, yeah. Well, no, it could be any, preferably your one of your songs. Dan Mangan, uh, (laughs) Dan Mangan, robots, robots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. I only listen to Dan Mangan at home. (laughs) It's actually a hidden track at the end. Want to listen to Dan Mangan? If you play it backwards, it sounds like robots. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be scary if you played Dan Mangan's record backwards and they were really impolite. <laughs> They're impolite robots. That'd be you're brilliant. Really impolite. Like, you're like, that is offensive. Dan. Yeah. You found out that he actually was extremely offensive. That's <laughs> oh, the Canadian, that's what I think the problem Canadian, you know, people mean a lot more than they say. And going back to the beginning, Americans at least tell you what's on their mind. Yeah, it's like uh, Canadians and British people. (laughs) (laughs) You got to watch out for it. You got to watch out for it. By the way, I really like Dan Megan. He's a great guy. Yeah. Oh, he's a sweetheart. I think think that's what makes these funny. It's like, yeah, because he's exactly so nice. Yeah. You want to pick one, Jay? Oh, yeah. Well, you guys pick one. Abby, my face hurts from laughing and giggling. Uh, (laughs) It's very good feeling. Yeah, mine does too. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Um, well, I mean, should we play that? We just were talking about Amy and it's the single. Why don't we play our track with Amy from the interrupters uh, walk through fire? Sure. Album. I love it. Okay. Writing okay. it down in ink. Awesome. <laughs> just um, <laughs> the other, and this is Abby's favorite question. Um, do you follow bothering the band on Instagram? No, please do. <laughs> please do across the board. This is yeah. our. This is our. Uh, the, the, like a weird device for us to shamelessly plug ourselves and you guys. Um, we already know. Okay. Uh, Eon is the soul pro. Bedouin Sound Clash. Jay, what's yours? I know we follow you. What is? At uh, Jay Malinowski. It's my name. Oh, it's just your name. Yep. Happening. Um, there it is happening. following, following. let's try to find one go. of these hats followed by dan mangan music hmm. interesting oh you did <laughs> yeah see that's how you know dan mangan's polite he like followed you guys i know the rest of the Asian men, the rest of the artists the rest of the artists were like yeah okay so thanks for the interview 
you got Shadrach Abango too. You got Shadrach Abango and Nelson Sobral. Wow. Interview Nelson. Nelson. Interesting. Do you know Nelson? Interesting. He's following you guys. He's a cool little Toronto, uh, a oh, cool yeah. Toronto artist that I know. That's cool. Nice too. I'm telling you, we have um, we have we cool love people. Canada. We love Canada. It's evident. I like it. I, I, my, we have a, a, my, a buddy of mine, friend of the podcast, lawyer of the podcast, Adam Santiago, shout out. He will listen to this. Um, he makes fun of me all the time. Cause I'll send him a band. He goes, are they Canadian? Like every single time I'm like, listen to this band. He's like, are they Canadian? And I would say 75% of the time. I'm like, yes, they are. There's just so much good music, like yeah. coming out. Of, it's, it's insane, dude. It's, it's so great. I don't know why that is actually. It's a good question. Why there's so many bands. I mean, do you think it's the weather? Do you think it's um, you know? I don't know. I I, I have a theory about why. I well, think let's you, hear it. Uh, because we were all in hardcore bands before we started. <laughs> um, no, it's. I mean, we all were, but like, um, but uh, no. The I think it's because there is so much subsidy to Canadian acts. And when I talk to people I know in the States who are like in great bands in their twenties, they, there isn't the same amount of support. It's a little, it's like a really bigger pond you're pulling from and you're dealing, you're like in the biggest market in the world. It's sort of like, I feel like going to like, um, you know, let's say you're, you're somewhat talented, but you're maybe not, you shouldn't be amongst like the most, the, the like top and people get, because you're, you're still developing yourself maybe, and uh, I think there's a little more room for that in Canada for people to like stick around and make more records and not have to worry about. That's true. I agree. Much. Not, not having to hit these like, like bulleted milestones. Yeah. Well, where... I think it's the same as like, yeah, like, like I, like Sweden is a great example of a, of a, you know, where there's a lot of societies has a lot of pros is like subsidies, you know? Mm-hmm. Support. I'm, I'm staying away from the word uh socialism because it, it's a it isn't it does not have the same meaning uh that it seems to have in it and everywhere else um but uh social programs so anyways yeah. and as a result be using like like i mean sweden has more producers and artists coming out of it than i mean they're they songwriters like crazy so yeah it's true yeah looks like we got to tap into sweden now um yeah Okay, guys, we're going to do – this is um, second to last question. Um, we have to do this individually. Okay, um, whoever wants to go first. If you could bother – if you could interview any musician, live or dead, in the vein of bothering the band, who would you bother? And what really silly question would you ask them? Uh, okay, I think, I think I can go with that. Um, okay. I would, I would definitely interview like, you know, my, my all time favorite singer is Sam Cooke. Oh, and so I would definitely want to bother him and find out a lot more about him personally, but (laughs) I I would want to know, um, uh, how he felt about Bobby, like how he felt about Bobby Womack (laughs) in the band and, and, uh, like how tight they were. Cause, uh, history, history dictates that, um, it got a little bit slippery at the end there, and uh, in 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 posthumous uh, in his posthumous days, uh, Bobby uh, hooked up with his wife, 
and there's a lot of friction during the time. So I was, I, I would be interested in knowing if he was aware of that or how he felt about it at the time. Good. That's a dude, Sam, uh, a change going to come is my all time favorite song ever. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I was just on another podcast and they asked me, they're like, you hosted music. Pa- What's your favorite song of all time? And I, that was my Sam really? Cook, man. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. There you go. Beautiful That's a great song. question too. That's a um, not even silly. That's like hard hitting. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a little bit too hard hitting. Yeah, yeah, that's probably not bothering him. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, I'm like, I'd be like, this is how I'm just, you know, dumb. I'd be like, Sam, what are you cooking tonight or something? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jay, yeah. what do you got? Um, I don't know. I, Hardcore I, band. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, that's all I listen to. It's hardcore music. This is all from my bio, by the way. Just so people write bio. Let's go change his Wikipedia right now. Yeah, he mentioned <laughs> he mentioned uh, his hardcore band in an interview on a podcast once. Um, I don't know uh, who would I, I if I was to. Okay, so I can interview a, guy, a musician and ask him a zany question. Yeah, but he has to be dead. Uh, no, I said live or nope. dead. Live or dead, okay. Yeah. And it could be a she. You said he. he oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. RuPaul, um, you know, whatever you want. Yeah, I was thinking RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I one person I actually like. I mean, we mentioned the Clash. The, the Joe Strummer was someone I really would have loved to have met. I don't know. I, there's something. I think he had that. Um. There was something about it. he just seemed cur- interested, still interested, even to the time he was, um, to the end of his life, he was seemed like just interested in music and culture and and um, th- it, it seemed like so many people connected to that to his spirit, the way he conducted himself in life and like he was as popular in America as he was in the UK. Like there's not many artists that kind of are like that you know that are so you know he's so from england but it connected with people he had a johnny cash kind of vibe to him too so um i don't know i think i I always would have wanted to meet him um and uh and even and i say that even with i sort of don't want to meet any of my heroes ever Uh, i want to just keep them as they are and not not Mm -hmm. you know um from experience i don't really um, I would be really interested in what he thinks about the world today, though. You know, Oof, yeah. I because I think things have shifted so immensely. If you and, and not and not and shown him, like I think, given that his politics were so important to him, and so it's obviously so important to the clash. I would be interested in knowing what he, if you just without any context, be like, this is what it's like right now. What would you think? What do you think of it? That'd be fat. I mean, you could do that to anyone in history. You'd be like, what do you think? You'd be like, oh, this is really different than I thought it'd be. Um, no, but I, I agree with you. I know Abby does too. Like he mm-hmm. we hold him so high. My, yeah. you know, uh my kid even gravitates towards the clash. I bought her yeah. a shirt, a shirt last Hanukkah that says like listen to Joe Joe Strummer. Yeah. So it's cool. She we're yeah. in the sub <laughs> suburbs and you know, yeah. Um, yeah love, love. yeah and <laughs> final final question um what does the future hold for bedouin sound clash 
Well, we're about to do a tour with the interrupters throughout the U.S. Not, I shouldn't say the whole U.S. to you guys, because we're going from New York to San Diego. We're kind of, we are skipping Florida and Texas. Yeah. So we're doing that. No. Um, <laughs> and then. Well, please come to South Florida. Yeah. Or Central Florida, yeah. any Florida. We'll, we'll make it, we'll make it up. I'm, okay. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. We'll play the social. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's, That's really close to us. <laughs> we'll we'll buy you coffee. A- Abby will drive us around. Um, oh, no, that that <laughs> um, anything else you want to throw out there? Tell the people about, you know? No, I think we covered everything in my life. This thank you so much for your time. Um Abby, do you want to say anything? This has been pretty fun. Oh, thanks so much. Um, no, thank you guys. This is really fun. We had a good time too. Yeah, guys, I, I just to geek out a little bit. This, this means the world to us. Um, we have been big fans of your music for a very long time. Thank you for your time and all the amazing music and laughing and being goofballs with us. This is that's. <laughs> they, you said don't meet your heroes. We just met a couple of our heroes, and they have uh, similar nah. sensibilities. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, let me say that uh, when you finished your book, which I think you should finish soon. Yeah. Just it's finished. It. It's shop. Oh, it's I'm finished. shopping. It's finished. I'm shopping. Oh, you're shopping. Okay, good. Then send out love. <laughs> send a copy whenever you whenever it's definitely. I I certainly will. Um, and that's yeah. our show. Bothering the band is this has been an honor. I don't even know how to wrap this one up. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you both. Yeah. some rain but i guess it's the same we'll build it just to burn it again
Fire, fire and flame We could've used some 